0: print maps from your hunt areas. Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt Stand. Upgrade your arsenal.
1: Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast where you will be educated, entertained and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight because here we go. Here we are, folks. Another day, another dollar, another podcast. Uh, Not that I get paid for this, um, but I did work today. Just got home from work, and so that's what I was referring to uh, as far as the dollar. So, finished up a a good week today. Uh, I am doing this uh, here intro on Thursday, Thursday the 14th, October 14th. And, uh, you know, had a really good day at work. My boss and I finished up a lot of things and he actually gave me the day off tomorrow, and so I'm about to head out to the ranch to go hunting in the morning, and very excited about it. It'll be my first real deer hunt of the year, like where I actually have a chance of seeing something. Um, I'm going to talk in a minute about uh, the little bit of hunting I did last weekend, but uh, like I said, this will be the first real hunt where I like actually have a chance of maybe seeing something, and so very excited about it. Um, yeah, I can't wait. But uh, I'm gonna, you know, finish this up for you guys first. And so uh, we have a great podcast this week. I talked to Sam and Mackenzie Reidenhauer, and we had a great conversation. I I really enjoyed it, actually. Just nice people, great folks. You can tell they really have a passion for the outdoors. And so it was just it was just a fun conversation. But before we get into that, I want to talk about last weekend. I uh, got out to the ranch finally, and uh, I only got to go for one day. I went uh, for Saturday. Uh, Saturday morning, I actually tried to just go kill some hogs. Uh, one of my feeders is just overrun. And so I went and sat for a little while. No hogs showed up. I don't know what happened. I think I might've actually, I think they might've been at the feeder when I walked up before daylight. Um, and so anyway, I didn't see anything. Didn't sit super long, uh, because I had a lot of just like stuff I kind of wanted to check on, you know, I wanted to check some cameras. I wanted to check on my food plots. And, uh, so I didn't sit very long. Uh, Went and checked out my food plots, and guys, like, if you were just looking, you know, at a distance at these, you would be like, that is the ugliest, nastiest piece of ground (laughs) ever, Uh, because, you know, again, I, you know, it was really overgrown, I just sprayed it, and so you just see, like, this dead brown nastiness. But once you get up there and start really looking, guys, my food plots are coming in fantastic, like way better than I could have hoped. It worked out perfect. Uh, You know, I talked about uh, a few weeks ago, I sprayed one week, came back, no-till drilled into the next week, and it just worked out perfectly. I mean, there's a nice layer of uh, dead thatch, whatever you want to call it, the old grasses, and you can just see lines of rye and you can see cowpeas coming up. Um, you know, the, the oats are probably like four inches tall at that nice green tender state. And again, like looking at them, they don't look like anything special, but if you really get down there, I mean, it did exactly, exactly what it was supposed to do. So very excited about that. Uh, got three food plots going and all three of them are looking really good. So really excited about that. Uh, my brother helped me go back and work on one of the feeder pins that the hogs were getting underneath the wire. So kind of got that taken care of. Needs a little more work, but we ran out of time. And then uh, went over to our other property. And uh, that's kind of where I was planning to hunt that evening just because nothing was really showing up at my brother's place. Um, so I ran around, checked a few cameras over there. One of the feeders had three uh, pretty mature bucks, but they weren't, they just, you know, nothing special. Like uh, kind of smaller racks on them. And so for that evening, I had taken my uh, recurve up there and had it. And I'd kind of been shooting it some over the summer. I've been putting in for the uh, the McAllister ammunition tag for a few years. And so I've been not real hardcore practicing with it, but kind of, you know, trying to stay consistent. And so basically just to kind of make it more exciting because, again, like these are not a buck I would normally shoot with my compound bow. And so just to make it more inter- interesting, I decided to sit on the ground with the recurve. And man, like I I made a post about it. Like as soon as I sat down and kind of got set up, I was just like, there's no way, (laughs) Like you know, like I was sitting in some brush, you know, that, that long recurve, I was hitting branches. I was hitting grass. Uh, I just needed so much room to draw it. And I had pretty good cover, but you know, like I just, you know, nicked a few little twigs and stuff out of my way. So I had a, a way to shoot and I just felt so exposed and being right there on the ground, um, I was hunting next to a feeder and, uh, I, golly, like I said, I just felt exposed. And so, but ended up, uh, I did see one doe. Um, the wind switched a little bit on me and I, I wasn't expecting that. It wasn't supposed to. And I literally, like I felt it on the side of my face and I looked downwind like, man, that's not blowing where I want it to. And as soon as I looked downwind, I saw a doe running off and she caught my wind. And so I did see one deer, but I, you know, didn't even have a chance at her. Uh, she didn't blow that bad. She did blow once or twice, but she had already kind of ran away before she did that. So I don't think that really affected me. But um, it definitely, obviously, is not what you want. So, so that was uh, all the hunting I did last weekend. You know, it was like 95 degrees. I think uh, I think when I left my truck, it was 90, and I only uh, I only hunted like the last hour and a half of daylight, and so just super hot. And I like I said, I, I wasn't really expecting to see much. This coming week, however um man i i have my third wedding in three weeks i know i've been talking about it a lot but i'm i am wedding out and so this third one in three weeks and fourth in like six weeks or something like that so uh, so anyway like i said i'm i'm getting friday off so i'm gonna drive up tonight which is thursday night i'm gonna hunt friday morning i'm gonna come home go to a wedding friday evening uh, I'm going to celebrate my wife's birthday on Saturday. Her birthday is actually tomorrow. And so I'm going to celebrate with her Saturday. And then that's basically it for the rest of the year. Like I have no more weddings, no more parties, no more nothing. And so I think I might even drive back out and hunt Sunday evening because of this this front that's coming in. Um, but we'll just kind of see how, you know, tomorrow goes. So, so yeah, like I said, this is my last weekend of, of stuff, you know. Uh, uh, what's the word for it? uh, things I have to go to, whatever that word is. And so from now on, y'all are going to get the true John Hutzpah, the true, like hardcore hunter. And so, uh, you know, the following weekend, that'll actually be the opening weekend of muzzleloader season. And speaking of that, uh, I told you guys uh, a few months ago, like last year, I had a really bad, uh, experience with a muzzleloader. It was really my first time truly hunting with a muzzleloader, I had two misfires and uh, ended up wounding a buck because of one of those. And so I just, I was not feeling the muzzleloader. But I did, like I had bought a super cheap one from a buddy. I paid him like a hundred bucks for it. Um, It was really hard for me to get all the stuff to shoot it. And so I did like hardly any practicing with it. Um, So I just, I wasn't very prepared. And so this year I wasn't sure whether I was going to try to get another one or not. But a good buddy of mine, uh, he made a deal with me. He told me that he would buy me a muzzle loader if he was allowed to come hunt on my place. And so I took him up on it. And so I will be doing some muzzle loader hunting. I don't know if I'm going to do it the first weekend or wait till the second weekend. Um, but I will be shooting a muzzle loader. He hooked me up with the new CVA Paramount HTR, which I assume stands for Hunter. And so very excited about it a thousand times nicer than the one i was shooting last year um and you know we already have it uh, i got powder i got bullets i got everything so i'm gonna have time to shoot it you know make sure it's sighted in and everything before the season and so i think i'm gonna try my hand at muzzleloader hunting again this year so pretty excited about that i'm excited for him to get to come hunt with me um i got a buddy of mine coming up this coming weekend uh, he's gonna hunt uh, our other property And it's, yeah, it's just that time guys. Like it's, it's getting to crunch time. Like not only is the season here, it's about to be like the good part of the season. And so I'm excited to get all these weddings and birthdays and everything else behind me and start really, really hunting. So, so let's, uh, what's been going on with me and my future plans. Like I said, we got a good podcast for you guys today. Uh, Sam McKenzie are going to jump on, uh, Sam uh, is really into uh, photography. He's gotten into it the last couple years, so he's going to give us some tips. He also killed a really nice buck uh, last year, and so he talks about that. Uh, his wife Mackenzie, she is a news anchor in Lawton, and so she uh, talks about you know how, what she does with that, how she uses that platform to kind of benefit the outdoors and you know bring the outdoors to people who might not normally see it. And she's also a big catfisher woman. I almost said catfisherman. So she talks about that. And, yeah, it's just a great overall conversation. Like I said earlier, they're just super nice people. And I really enjoyed getting to know them. So they have an Instagram page called Okie Country Outdoors. And so I would encourage you guys to go check them out. And as always, go check out my pages. Interact with me, guys. You know, send me your your questions or anything you got. And obviously, if you kill something, please send me the pictures of that because I love celebrating with you guys. So I'm going to shut this intro down so I can uh, get hunting. And uh, so, yeah, here is my interview with Sam and Mackenzie Ridenhauer. Hey everybody, welcome to the show today. Today I'm talking to Sam and Mackenzie Ridenhauer. Did I pronounce that right?
2: Yep, you got it. that time. Perfect, perfect.
1: Well guys, how are y'all doing today?
2: Doing pretty
3: good today.
1: Good, very good. Well, I kind of introduced you guys a little bit, but I want to give y'all an opportunity to kind of tell our listeners, you know, who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So y'all can uh, decide your own order and go ahead and take it away.
3: Okay. He's pointing to me first. Okay. Um, okay, So my name is Mackenzie Ridenauer. I am born and raised from Lawton, Oklahoma, which is um, southwestern part of the state. Um, Currently a news anchor for our um, uh, TV station here down here. Um, Love to, you know, obviously do everything in the outdoors and actually didn't grow up hunting, grew up fishing um, mm-hmm. a lot. That's my favorite thing to do. And then, of course, um, when I met Sam, um, we uh, he obviously, big hunter, and he did grow up that uh, that way. So, you know, he introduced me to that. Now, I probably give him a run for his money on who loves <laughs> it more now. <laughs> awesome.
1: Very awesome. And how long have you two guys been together? Just to kind of rough estimate, you know, how long have you been kind of into hunting now?
2: Uh, we got together be four years ago in December.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, still somewhat of a new hunter, but also kind of getting your feet underneath you.
3: For sure, for sure. I'm uh, hoping this year to get my first bow kill. You nice. know, I don't know what that's going to be. If it's going to be a hog or a, mm-hmm. a doe, or we I mean, obviously, one it would be great to have a, a buck as my uh-huh. first bow kill. But hopefully this an arrow in something this
1: year yeah yeah that's awesome yeah if I had one piece of advice for that I'd be you know kill whatever you have a chance at because I started bow hunting a little bit later in my hunting career and I was passing up you know deer and stuff that I should not have been passing you know like I had never killed anything with a bow and so when it came time to actually you know pull the trigger it was a rush of nerves and so yeah if I had any advice just get a few kills under your under your belt no matter what it was so no doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, Sam, how about you? Uh,
2: Sam Ridenauer. I'm originally from Blaine County. That's in the northwest part of the state, about 60 miles northwest of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. A little town called Greenfield. Went to high school in Latonga, just north of there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like a, like she said, I've been hunting since I was 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just fell in love with it. And not quite as much of a fisherman, but... You know, she kind of brings me around. She likes to do the cat fishing, so she t- always takes me, and we, we go fishing in the summertime when there's not a lot of hunting to be done. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: Very cool. All right, Sam, I know there's a lot of people out there listening that, uh, you know, probably like you or, you know, even like I was, <clears throat> you meet this girl. She's not much of a hunter. What did you do to get her into it? You know, how did you kind of introduce her and get her going into
2: it? well she was uh interested in it from the get-go so it was probably our second or third day we went on um a hunt out there on some of my family land and it was a a rifle hunt for for whitetail oh nice so she 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 took on to it like white on rice i guess you would say Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) and the good thing is like I grew up um you know raised around a farm and everything mm-hmm. and I had gone deer hunting um yeah. you know in the in the past with my dad and mm-hmm. things like that you know we I grew up you know comfortable around guns you know shooting mm-hmm. shotguns and things like that it was just I never really got to go go hunting it was something mm-hmm. I always wanted to do but never really had the chance to
1: Mhm Very cool yeah it definitely always helps when she is interested. You know, I know a lot of people and it, it can go either way obviously, but you know, their their significant other isn't interested, you know, they want them to be and uh, and it can be hard, you know, getting somebody out there who doesn't have that desire. And so so yeah, I was just kind of curious on the story there, you know, maybe y'all could help some other people out. So
2: Yeah, it, it definitely makes things easy whenever you, you you both of you do the same things and you can literally do anything together all the time. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: My mm-hmm. wife, she she's a little bit of a deer hunter now. Uh, obviously, she did not hunt before we met. And uh, she's kind of funny. She's an evening hunter. She doesn't like it enough to get up early and go freeze, but she really enjoys going in the evenings, you know, when it's a little warmer and, you know, a little more action, so... Right. Uh, yeah, but, but she enjoys it now. too. And she actually, uh, Mackenzie, who my wife is also Mackenzie, she has the same goal this year. We got her bow, and she's been practicing, and she really wants to try to get something with her bow. So, so y'all can work on that together.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm.
1: So, awesome. Well, we got kind of a, a wide variety of things we're going to talk about today. And so I'm just going to kind of start with one of you and then go to the other. And so, Sam, you uh, you have a passion for photography, right?
2: Correct.
1: Gotcha. So I don't want to completely throw you to the wolves, but I'm going to throw you to the wolves a little bit and catch you. Uh, I don't guess catch you off guard. I warned you, but uh, you know I just want to. In your opinion, you know, what are some things that people can do to take? better photos out in the field and that can be you know with a a nice camera taking you know pictures of a sunset Um, but I definitely want you to touch on how people can take like better better trophy photos and I kind of hate calling them that but you know I think everybody knows what I'm talking about because I see a lot of people posting pictures and either the lighting's not right or the animal's not positioned very well and you know I want people to to basically get the best you know they I want them to make that memory because they're gonna have that photo forever And so uh, I guess I'm just asking, give some people or give the people some general photography tips.
2: Well, I'll start out by saying that I'm no professional. Mm -hmm. I've only been doing the photography for four or five years now. Mm -hmm. But uh, so, yeah, you know, this time of year that it's a lot of trophy photos being taken, like you said, you know, the infamous grip and grin. Mm -hmm. And uh, so probably the, number one tip is get your animal out in a natural setting Mm -hmm. i uh you know you see those in the back of the truck bed and all that stuff and that that has a a, you know a timely thing Mm -hmm. but uh um you know these go all over social media now and it could take off anywhere so you want your animal to be the most presentable so you know if there's a lot of blood on him or um if the tongue's hanging out or anything like that you know, it doesn't take much to wipe the blood off, put the tongue back in his mouth, you know, mm-hmm. and get the get the animal posed in a in a presentable form. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also say that you definitely want the most, you know, the most lighting that you can. Um, a lot of you find your deer a lot of times at you know shoot them in the evening and find them at night. You know, even if you got to take it home, find somewhere that's got a you know set up a nice spotlight on you make sure that the animal's full of light and you're you're, you got your face you know with light on it too Mm -hmm. um this and this can apply to people taking photos with iphones you know your androids or whatever it doesn't have to just be you know a fancy camera Mm -hmm. most of the time the uh these cameras on these phones now are probably better than some of the cameras (laughs) that are produced Mm -hmm. so yep Yeah, especially Um, nowadays,
1: it's uh, it's getting pretty. It's it's crazy, but it's also nice, you know, because you don't have to carry a giant camera. Um, Although I'm sure, you know, if you have a giant camera and you know what you're doing, I'm sure that the photos are you know way better. But but it is much easier for the common person to take a good photo nowadays. Of course,
2: Um, another thing is if you know you're out by yourself and you do have some light left, it's you you can get on Amazon and find a little tripod or. You know, they're not very expensive that you can put your phone in and set it up. You also want the right angles. Mm -hmm. I like to get down low. You want to uh, put your focus on the animal. I like to put the focus right on the nose of a deer, Mm. and that just um, keeps everything right there in focus. You never have to worry about getting home and looking at your phone and scrolling through the pictures and, oh, this one's blurry, this one's blurry, this one's blurry. Mm. So just make sure that your uh, focus is set and your lighting's good and get low. Um, yeah. Awesome. And smile real big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to smile. Yep. Be proud of what you what you harvest.
1: Yep, I agree. You know, I I was the high school kid that was, you know, trying to look all tough and stuff, but I got over that, mm-hmm. and so I always try to smile now. And, and part of the reason I wanted you, you to talk about this uh when the the biggest deer I ever killed, I, I can't remember if it was 2016 or 2017. Uh, I was out there posing, had somebody taking photos of me, but I was, you know, I was so excited. I, part of me was just, you know, I wanted the photos, but part of me just wanted to get it done so I could enjoy it. And, uh, you know, finish taking photos. One, one tip I'll throw out there is look at the photos before you continue on, you know, processing the deer and everything. But I did not notice while taking the pictures that my buck had a giant like, blade of grass going across the front of his face. And so, I mean, Ah. it's still a pretty good photo, but, like, it's very distracting. Like, when you look at the picture, your eyes are automatically drawn to that grass going across his face. And so that's just something that's always stuck with me. Like, I always check now. Like you said, you know, check for blood, good. But also just make sure there's no just distractions like that and just random things. And so... Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, if you're going to spend... A lot of times, these hunters, you know... You're you could be you know watching a deer for years, mm-hmm. and you know to preserve that moment and that memory is so important to be able to look back on. And mm-hmm. you know it, it it's just it's it is you know people joke about oh you're you know don't you don't hunt for just the trophies, mm-hmm. but it's not even just the trophies; it's the memory that you're preserving, and that's what these exactly. photos provide.
1: Uh huh. One hundred percent. Well said. Well said. All right, Sam. Well, thank you for that. All right, Mackenzie, we're going to jump over to you now. Let you talk for a little bit. And uh, so you said you're a news anchor there in Lawton, and you do a once a month uh, like outdoor segment. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, that's right. It's, um, it's called Mackenzie's Outdoor Adventures, awesome. and the story behind it it it, it kind of cracks me up because you know everybody at um, at my job, you know, they all kind of knew what i enjoyed to do in my off time which Mm -hmm. was hunting fish and things like that and so i was that person at work who um if someone needed a story idea i was an anchor and so i didn't get to do a lot of reporting Mm -hmm. um and so if someone needed a story idea i'd be like well you know uh it's a lot of fishermen are out uh, you know checking their jug lines right now mm-hmm. you know that'd be kind of a cool story to go out and follow somebody and see what's going on and mm-hmm. I, after a few of those stories given those ideas out and you know some of the reporters being like I don't know what this is about Could you go with me mm-hmm. um finally I had someone mention like why don't you do a segment to yourself like where you do this and sure enough it took off and um you know, ended up being a monthly thing where I've got to do some pretty incredible things that honestly, that Sam and I don't, don't even do. So Uh I've, I've been introduced to other, you know, other different hunting, uh, you know, different animals and Mm -hmm. different things that we don't usually do. So it's pretty awesome.
1: Awesome. So, so you get to kind of pick what you talk about or do you have like a producer that kind of tells you, Hey, go do this, or is it all up to you?
3: yeah so the way um i I, we work at a pretty small tv station so Mm -hmm. basically um you know we uh, there's been times whenever i've shot my own stuff i have brought the camera and and Sam's actually yeah he's worked as my photographer sometimes Uh whenever i can't get someone to go with me Mm -hmm. he actually helps me out so that's been nice but no i uh i'll shoot edit write everything myself Mm -hmm. um and when it comes to like ideas at first you know, thankfully, Sam's got several, you know, um, friends that, you know, all of his friends are all hunters and everything, some mm-hmm. game wardens and things like that. So they had a lot of great connections that way. And that's how it started was, well, turkey season's coming up. Let's do a turkey story or, mm-hmm. um, oh, you know, striper fishing's real good. Let's call your buddy that over at Lake Texoma and go striper fishing. And after it kind of caught on, I had viewers reaching out to me like, hey, you know, I've go- You know, I go frog gigging. I don't know if you'd want to do that, but we would love to have you. And I'd be like, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of just changed where sometimes I get viewers who will call up and say, hey, come do this with me or come, you know, come, let's go, let's go check this out. And Mm -hmm. it turns into a story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other times I kind of have to search and figure out, hey, what's going on? And Mm -hmm. I'll reach out to them.
1: Gotcha. Very cool. Well, I got, I got two questions for you. One. I got to ask, when uh, when they announced the potential Bigfoot season, did you cover that segment?
3: Okay, so that is 100% been on my radar, uh-huh. and I can't let you about kind of wanting to do a story on uh-huh. that, but also, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I know Sam yep. and I have talked about whether or not I should actually do a story on that or not. I think it yep. would be com- – it
1: was pretty funny, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've you know, I think most people caught on, you know, I'm in the southeastern Oklahoma region, which is, you know, Bigfoot Central, according to everybody. Yeah. And uh when that dropped I, I had a contact in the Oklahoma Wildlife Department and I actually sent him a message asking if I could interview somebody on that. And he very politely was basically like, We are not touching this. Like, that is not our department. You know, we're, you know, we have no say over that. And so I kind of dropped it after that, but I had to ask because I thought that might be something you might have covered. So, but, uh, oh, yeah, I've
3: had people ask me to do it
1: for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, so, but my other question, more serious question, is uh, yeah, I'd just love for you to give me, like, you know, maybe one of the more interesting or more crazy things that you've covered, you know, just kind of go over one of the topics that you covered.
3: Well, um, I'd say one of my favorite ones, honestly, um, that I didn't think I was going to enjoy as much as I did was the frog gigging, and that was. Yeah, it was like I had never done anything like that. Didn't really know that was even a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have believed you if you'd told me they tasted good, but shoot, we fried them up as soon as, well, right after we got back, and it was some of the most delicious things I'd ever had. <laughs> and so that for sure was the most, like one of my most memorable ones because I, as much as I love the outdoors, I'll tell you, I cannot stand spiders. And it was, <laughs> of course, frostbite frog gigging, you know, uh-huh. it's nighttime. It's you know, it's dark out. You got your spotlights, and we were all around this pond, and um, there was a bunch of trees hanging down, and it was just like spider central. Mm. And it it was the half the video you could all it was was me shrieking because <laughs> I'd walk into a spider web. Mm-hmm. So that one was a memorable one, but of course, I, these stories have kind of made me fall in love with some things like noodling. Um, yeah. That was one of my stories I've done. And ever since I've done it, I've gone noodling every summer. So, awesome. you know, it's, I have to say that's probably one of my most favorite kind of things to
2: do.
1: Gotcha. I'm glad you said that. Cause I was about to jump back to Sam, but I think we're going to come back to you on that. And so, so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to give you a break real quick and I'm going to jump back to Sam. We're going to kind of continue this, you know, random streak. And uh, Sam, you know, I, so I actually came across y'all's Instagram page. That's kind of how I found out about y'all and was doing a little creeping. And I saw a beautiful buck that you harvested last year. And I would love to hear the story on that deer.
2: Well, it was a three-year <laughs> journey. I've had photos of him for three years that he's been putting off those split times on both sides. It kind of uh, it, uh, runs in the genes out in the that area because so i've got another buck that i'm looking at here in, in our living room that has the, the same split g2 uh-huh. but uh so i've had photos of him for a while um uh last year i would gotten probably the first photo of him in daylight uh probably before season hmm. and i would gotten another set of pictures um kind of the first part of october and then One more picture on October twenty fourth and then he went ghost on me. Mm. I uh I hunted him all season. I got to rifle season and I told myself, I've I've killed some nice deer, but that's the one I want. I'm not gonna take anything else. It's gonna be him or nothing this year. Mm. And so it took all of rifle season. I probably hunted ten to fifteen days and at the time I was working as a police officer working nights, so I was pulling some Double duty hunting in the mornings and evenings before and after work, and mm. trying to get on this buck. And it was the last week. It was I think it was on a Thursday. I went out there. That was one of my off days, and I had about given up, and because he hadn't been showing up. And then all of a sudden, I checked cameras, and boom, he's back. Mm. But only at nighttime. So I, uh I, like I said, I had about given up, and it was the. I, I don't know what got into me, but I went out at like 1230 that afternoon on that uh, Friday or whatever. And um, sure enough, as I'm walking to the, the tripod that I was going to sit in, he was walking across the field, like 300 yards broadside. And I so I just found a little brush pile, ran up next to it, put my tripod up on my rifle and shot him right there. It was <laughs> the quickest, most exciting hunt of my life. Awesome. I, I did the whole tiger woods fist pump and (laughs) screaming and yelling and called me yeah i called my wife and i called my dad and i was just super excited it was it was pretty intense
1: awesome very cool and and just so our you know listeners can kind of picture it in their mind why don't you describe the buck a little bit
2: so he he's a a mainframe 10 he's got uh split g2s on both sides um he's probably a 150 inch deer. I didn't get him scored. I, I'm mm-hmm. not really into the, the big scoring deal, but yeah, uh, yeah. Awesome. you'll if you go to our, our Instagram page, Okie Country Outdoors. I've got it where I've got his uh, head turned a little bit, so you can see the the splits and everything. I guess the splits are on his G threes. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's on his G threes. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. He's still at the taxidermist. I'm I'm waiting to get him back. I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. My, my buck from last year, I I shot my, uh, my first one January 1st. And so I am way at the back of the line at the taxidermist. So I'm still waiting on mine right. too. So, but awesome. <laughs> That's exciting. So, all right, Mackenzie, I'm going to jump back to you. And I, I thought it was interesting earlier how, uh, I can't remember which one of you said it, but basically how you got Sam into catfishing. And so was mm-hmm. was that something you did growing up, and then the noodling came later, or did that all kind of work together? Tell me about that.
3: Oh yeah, so we, um, you know, my family, we've got several farm ponds, and that's basically what I grew up on was mm-hmm. farm fish farm fishing, and and I and I will say, you know, lake fishing's a totally different monster, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> I could,
1: yeah, I bought my first boat this year, and I I have been living that life <laughs> i cannot catch a, a fish in the lake to save my life
3: so. i'm telling you it's uh-huh. a, it is but you know i grew up um, catching monster catfish out of our ponds we had you know we stocked them at one point and then they just kind of grew and it's just it's they've been good fishing ever since and mm-hmm. so i grew up going out there with uh whatever stink bait or you know minnows and i remember Gosh, I remember in high school, I left my tackle box in my little car, my Pontiac Grand Prix, mm-hmm. and I had my stink bait in it. And mm. I remember leaving it in the car on the hot day. And my friends got in the car and uh, were like, what is that smell? <laughs> oh, that's my stink bait that I forgot to get out of my mm-hmm. car. So, you no, know, I grew up catfishing. That's my favorite kind of fish to catch. And mm-hmm. so that's – but it was more of, you know uh, – bobber on a line kind of thing so i didn't really bass fish really until i met sam and so he's the one who kind of got me into that but yeah that came first and then of course the noodling came later
1: gotcha gotcha so when y'all go i mean have y'all kind of figured enough to figured it out enough to where y'all go on your own or do you you know have like a guide you go with or how does that work
3: we do i have a i have well, I've been a few times with some different people, but I have a guy who I um, I like to go with. His name is Jesse Dalton. He uh, he owns Dalton Gang Outdoors, and they they're great, fantastic noodlers. He's I think his one of his biggest he's ever caught was like uh, somewhere around ninety two something pounds. So he's a hardcore noodler. But uh, no, I mean he he's got his holes that you know noodling. They are very very protective over there. Uh, <laughs> spot mm-hmm. so i would never want to go to their spots without them because right. i think they would know they would know i think but yeah. now i i mean i think we sam doesn't want to go
2: he refuses
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: i i don't do the noodling
1: yeah i'm kind of with you I, I i think if i went with someone and they stuck their hand in the hole first and said it was safe i might do it after that but i don't think i'm just going to walk around shoving my hand in you know random places in the riverbank
2: yeah, you know, those alligator snapping
1: turtles, they, uh, mm-hmm. they get you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's fun, though, I'm telling you.
1: Mm-hmm. I bet it is. Like I said, I, I feel like, especially having this podcast now, I feel like I need to do it at least once to kind of experience it. But, yeah, I'm kind of like Sam. I just, I don't know. I I hate snakes, and uh, and, yeah, yeah, just dirty water scares me, so
3: yeah you come on down here we'll
1: take you, Noodle. all right <laughs> i might take y'all up on that like i said i, I feel like okay. i need to do it so well cool well I, I had another question i wanted to ask you guys and uh i feel like y'all are a good example of this but just tell me what it's like you know enjoying the outdoors as a family you know like i said uh you know Mackenzie, you had a little background in it but sam you kind of brought her in and just tell me how it you know kind of affects y'all's daily lives and and just the joy that y'all get out of doing it together.
3: Uh, I'll start. Okay, so I I mean, shoot it. It anymore the our whole year revolves around like what we enjoy doing together. You know, it's we don't miss a season together. So whether it's turkey season or deer season or you know if it's summertime and we're going fishing and you know we're getting more into waterfowl and. Things like that. So we we plan our trips like that, you know. And mm-hmm. we're planning to go to Wyoming for an antelope hunt together for a vacation slash hunting trip. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when when you enjoy something like that together, and and you're we're lucky that we do. Um, it makes it easy to be able to kind of go do things together and and not worry about um, you know what if he wants to do this and I want to do that. It's like we both want to do the same thing. So. Although this weekend we both, kind of, we were, before the podcast, we were like, "What are you doing this weekend?" He's like, "I'm going hunting up north," and I said, "Okay, I guess I'm staying down here going hunting by myself."
2: <laughs> uh-huh. So that's, that's the hard part is, you know, when we are hunting together, it's who's going to get to pull the trigger first. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, that's I was, the I was part
1: formulating part. a question in my mind around that, but keep going.
2: Yeah. So, I <laughs> uh, there was a a few years ago that uh, I where she had shot her biggest deer. It's a monster eight point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd seen the deer earlier in the season. And I was like, ah, it's not quite big enough. I'm going to pass on it. And then, then another buck came out and I ended up shooting him. And then, of course, whenever she, I let her shoot this big eight and it was twice as big as the deer that I shot, <laughs> it seems like. Uh, yeah, I was I was pretty jealous. Yeah. But, no, was, that's was, how it goes. Yeah. Did, like...
3: But the next... Back... <laughs> The next year he shot that massive deer he we was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the first thing he says was, I shot the bigger deer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to ask, like, do you all have, like, a competitive sense about it, or, you know, is it just kind of poking fun at each other, or how does that work?
2: Oh, yeah, we poke fun at each other all the time. <laughs> that's, what, that's what makes marriage fun. Yeah, yeah,
1: I love it. Yeah, I feel like, you know, my wife and I, we're still kind of at that point to where, Like, you know, she's obviously not near as into it as I am, and so if we were hunting together, I feel like it's kind of understood that, like, if a giant walks out, she's going to let me shoot it, and, you know, I'm going to let her shoot, you know, maybe a smaller one, but, um, you know, I I have been thinking of, like, if she really, especially, you know, I think if she gets one with her bow, I think it's really going to kind of, you know, fuel the passion, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I I feel like that would be really hard if if we were hunting together and a good one walked out, so...
3: I will say, when you both enjoy something like hunting and it being as expensive as it can be sometimes, Mm -hmm. uh, having two people that enjoy it rather than just one can definitely uh, hit the bank. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's true. That's very true. Yeah, so I I went to college in Idaho, and uh, before I left, I got a lifetime license. So I go hunt up there, you know, fairly affordable. Uh, I basically just have to pay for the tags, and she's wanting to go up there. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of had that same thought of, like, oh, like, me going, it's not that bad. Both of us going, that's a little harder to do.
2: Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Those out-of-state tag, out of state tags can get expensive. I, yeah. I did a, a couple out-of-state hunts and uh, still unsuccessful out-of-state of Oklahoma. But mm-hmm. that's, that's another story. But uh, anyhow, yeah, it, it does get expensive. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. Well, cool. So uh, I feel like I just had a question to and it went right out of my mind. <laughs> I don't remember. Yep, I completely lost it. That's my bad. Um, well, uh, I feel like we're kind of getting to that uh, wrap-up point, but uh, any other last-minute stories or uh, advice you'll have for everybody?
3: Um, Not really. I mean, definitely just try things, try new things. That's something that you know, growing up not hunting and things like that, I I didn't get to grow up eating the wild game as mm. Sam did. And, you know, I would say that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about about it the most is all the different kind of, you know, game there is out there. Like, I would have never thought I would have liked squirrel. But <laughs> bye, guys. I'm telling you, fried squirrel. And Sam makes a mean homemade squirrel gravy, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> Try, try
1: new things, that's my advice Awesome, awesome, I like it Sam, you got anything? Or are you ready to shut her down?
2: Uh, I don't know that I got anything Okay <laughs> a, man, I d- a few words. You've gotten a lot of words
1: out of me today <laughs> Good, very good Well, before we do I want to give y'all a chance to shout out your social media Y'all can do your individuals if you want Or just your, your regular page Whatever y'all feel like But if somebody wanted to check y'all out How would they do that?
2: So, on Instagram, our um, page that we run together is uh, Okie Country Outdoors. Um, It's where we post photography stuff and uh, gripping grins and what all we're doing. It definitely ramps up during the uh, fall time whenever we're out hunting, and both of us are hunting. So, we both add photos and videos and everything else. I also uh, like to post on the the stories on there, you know, stuff that we're cooking, you know, venison and turkey and well everything else that i did a batch of deer jerky um not too long ago so mm-hmm. it's a uh, one of those mm-hmm.
3: yeah i mean um and then of course mine um my personal one is just McKinsey riding hour and it's McKinsey, i don't know how your is spelled but mine is um mine is m-a-k-e-n-z-i-e gotcha. so it's a yeah. A little different but yep. Mackenzie right now and so but if you go to Okie Country Outdoors you can find both of our personal Instagrams they're in the bio there you can follow us there too so but we love to you know share what we're doing and different kind of equipment we like to use and that kind of stuff and happy to share what we love with everyone else.
2: Awesome. Yeah and if, if uh, people got any questions they can shoot us a message on there we'll we'll get back to you we're we're not a very big page yet so we, we see all the messages and all that good stuff
1: so very cool very cool well sam and mackenzie i really appreciate y'all coming on I, I i had a lot of fun on this one
3: yeah we we really enjoyed it john so have us back anytime
1: i will i will all right thank you guys very much i'll talk to y'all later all
3: right
2: Alrighty, see ya, see ya.
1: Didn't I tell y'all they were nice people? Thank you, Sam McKenzie, for coming on. I really enjoyed having you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that. I know it was a little random, but uh, we just had a lot to cover, and I think it was all very helpful. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Um, what else? What else? Sorry, I'm a little anxious to get out of here. I'm ready to go hunting. I would say wish me luck, but by the time y'all listen to this, it will have already been over, and so I feel weird asking for luck, but... Hopefully I see something. It'd be cool. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to, you know, I think I might actually be a little chilly in the morning and I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. So man, cooler weather is here. Uh, man, it's like 70 degree highs as far as you can see. And I hope it stays that way. I hope we get some more of these cold fronts. I've had a lot of people texting me today asking if I was going to be hunting, asking if they should go hunting, where they should hunt. And, uh, so yeah, it's here guys. We got our first big cold front And like I said, it just seems like it's not going away. And so I hope you guys get out there. I hope uh, whatever your, you know, whatever outdoor activity you enjoy, I hope you're getting to enjoy it right now. You know, it's going to be duck season soon. We got deer opening. We got bear open. Uh, What else? We got varmint hunting coming up. Whatever you like to do, get out there and enjoy it. And until next week, guys, I will see you guys later.